Orale. Bienvenidos and welcome to the Familia FFP podcast. This is Jorge Martin, your host. And you know what? Uh, el número uno, primo, when it comes to when it comes to fantasy football con sabor latino. Hey, want to make sure you're giving us a like and subscribe out there on, in the YouTube world. Just go to Familia FFB, hit that little hit that little thumbs up and get and uh, please give us a subscription. Por favor, our numbers are still growing and just want to keep want to keep things pumping up a little bit. Also, we are a proud member of the Fantasy Points Media Group. Make sure you use the promo code 22familia10 or if you're doing it in Spanish, 22familia10 and get you 10% off the already reduced price of 20 25% off. So you get the best of the best. John Hansen, uh, jo- Joe Dolan, Graham Barfield, Gosh, I mean, Scott Barrett, Wes Huber, Tom Brawley. I mean, some of the great minds. You get Greg Cosell. You get uh, you get Adam Kaplan weekly recaps. I just had my first article posted on FantasyPoints.com. So make sure you're going in there and uh, and 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 getting your prescri- your subscription. So Familia, uh, this has been a few months. This this invitado de lujo has been a few months in the making. Uh, we met at the at the Scott Fish Bowl, LA Live draft. One of the greatest draft experiences I've ever had. I know he, he's expressed that on his own podcast. I'm telling you, I mean, it's just uh, one of the most unique uh experiences for our guest uh but also big special thanks to thanks shout out to the folks at trophy smack and also scott fish for starting mm-hmm. this whole thing uh but yeah he was one of the stars of the draft and if you haven't seen the video recap make sure you're doing it uh because it wasn't for the most fun reasons but form division <laughs> he's in the form division with me and i want to say he has the uh He's infamous. He's got the honor of being the only person to have beaten me this year, uh, beaten my squad this year. So, uh, yeah, yes. big, big ups to him on there. <laughs> He's one of the hosts of Fantasy Frontline, and they combine dynasty and in-season contact uh, content. And he's also active duty with the Marines. So salute to you. Salud. You know how Familia FF, you, uh, you guys all in our audience know how Familia FFB supports everybody who serves. So let's welcome in our buen amigo, Tim Riley. Tim, como estas? Hey, how's it going? Oh. Uh, thanks for the intro. That's the best intro I've ever had. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> you made me sound like I had a really good resume. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh man, no, it, you know it, it was good. It was good. Hola, hola, Dame Overboard, uh, our our fellow amiga from the from the LA Live draft that's got fishbowl. So down at Trophy Smack, otra. Yeah, that right was on. the first time she was. One, she's been one of our loyal followers, and first time I met her was was there, and we just had a blast. Just had a blast, uh, and and gosh, we we all had a blast. So, uh, you know creating the content i wanted to find out how has this season been treating you so far uh it hasn't been great jorge it's been a very weird season this year um it feels like the only so have you ever like i feel like i create content and then i get to my work leagues where these people these guys they don't know anything or they don't do any research whatsoever and they're just smoking me maybe i'm overthinking it i don't know but uh, something's got to change. <laughs> I, I tell you, my Familia League, which was the inspiration for Familia FFB, uh, I, you know, I'm two and four right now, and so it, it just I, a couple of injuries really, really hurt me. Uh, I do get the oh, and you create content. Come on, 
you know. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I tell them, I tell them, you're probably listening because you're actually beating me. So that that that's what's happening here. So, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, it, it is funny. I mean, this has been one of the weirdest years. So many quarterbacks getting hurt. I yeah. just, uh, I was very invested in Javante Williams on a lot of teams. So that, that hurt. Uh, and you know, ugh, what, I wasn't able been... to get too much Javante. It's, uh, oh. it, the price to acquire was too high for me personally, but, uh, you know, if you truly believe in the talent, I just, I didn't see a world where it never became a split backfield over the, that 50, 50 share. I, I didn't really see that happening. So it just wasn't somebody I personally wanted to invest in, but, I mean, yeah, the talent's there. I think that's pretty obvious. Um, I took some shots on a few guys. A-Rob, I took a shot on A-Rob. Mm. Uh, Rashad Bateman, he's been letting me down so far. Um, Darnell Mooney, that's oh. that's a dumpster fire. Oh, yeah. that, hurts. that one hurts. It's a target share, man. It's a target share. I, oh, I we'll be tough. We'll be talking. We'll be talking about target share soon enough. Yeah, it, it's it 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 has been a di- different one. I I ended up buying a lot of Kyler Murray, uh, so that's um, that's been something that's really that's really hurt me a lot. And obviously, I talked about Javante Williams and uh, one of my most important leagues, Jay, uh, Jonathan Taylor, got the one on one. Oh yeah, I tried. I I offered my I co-owned that team and I offered my partner. I said, look, you know what. There is uh, a avenue where Christian McCaffrey is an option. So uh, if I told him, if you're in, I'm in. But if you're mm-hmm. not and you want JT, we'll go JT. So we can win. We went JT. So uh, we're paying the price right now. So <laughs> I actually only have one share. It's also in a co-owned league. It's my only share of JT, and I'm regretting it already. <laughs> You know, I'm hoping he can get back. I mean, Deion Jackson was able to to put up some good numbers, so I don't see any reason why Jonathan Taylor can't put up those same numbers. You know what? I don't know what's worse, the Madden curse or the curse of the 101, uh, the the fantasy football 101. I really don't know Mm -hmm. what is worse. I mean, it's just – it's rough. It is rough. It's got to be the 101 because there's just such such high expectations there. Um. And, you know, breakout years are often hard to repeat. You know, we haven't had a repeat RB1 overall in I don't know how many years. So Since, I mean, since LaDainian Tomlinson. <laughs> I mean, it's something we probably should have seen coming, but I don't know. It's just, it's just hard not to buy into that situation. The O-line hasn't been as good as expected. And, you know, who can, who can fault anybody for taking JT 101? It, it's really hard to, it, it's really hard to do that. Um, I'm not, I'm not kicking myself too much about that one. That, that team's still got, actually I'm kicking myself more about going Kyle Pitts in the third round. So <laughs> that one, that one is, uh, there was, there was a part of me that just kept, kept saying, I love the talent, but then it was just like you said, tar- you know, you love to talk about target share. And I, I would, yeah. I, there was a part of me that was saying, you know, is Marcus Mariota going to really get it to him? So, uh, Man, but I, I want to talk about uh, fantasy frontline for a second. Uh, how how did you uh, come to co- you know co-host that that show and kind of like how long has it been? Have you been doing it? Um, it's not super long. It's uh, we kind of just started. Um, we're getting into our third third month, and uh, you know I was looking for a co-host for another podcast that I host. Um, we we're kind of combining them at this point where. It's a, my other podcast was purely dynasty and this was supposed to be purely redraft. And 
you know, we decided why not just, you know, make it easier on ourselves and, you know, be able to commit more time to other projects and just combine our podcast and just do the one. And, um, so yeah, it's just something, uh, I was looking for a co-host. He was out there looking and, you know, he messaged me, you know, asking, and we set up a, a stream yard chat and we just talked for like an hour and a half just to see if, if we were a good fit for each other. And, uh, yeah. And it just took off from there. That's awesome. That, that, that's so awesome. And I've, I've, I've listened to a couple episodes and I like it. In fact, since you're talking about dynasty, um, we, we have a question in from Dame Overboard. Is Kyle Pitts still the tight end one in Dynasty? Not for me. No, he's tied into um, Mark Andrews has moved up the rankings. Mark Andrews is still young. You know, he could do this for another eight years and I wouldn't be shocked. And that's just hard production and value to pass up. It, it really is. I mean, just it, it's the health factor. I mean, I, I still want I still want to believe in. Uh, and you know what? There's a part of me that's like, well, for the next two to three years, uh, Travis Kelsey's got to still be up there because I know he's older, mm -hmm. but man, I just don't know where he's, I, I don't know where he's slowing down. I really don't. <laughs> so unless, unless they spend a first round or the, unless Kansas city spends a first round pick on a wide receiver, then yeah, I think Travis Kelsey remains the number one option. So he's kind of got to stay in that top three, top four, maybe. It really does, really does, and and um, and really, you know. So this is three months into it. Kind of what inspired you to start creating uh, fantasy content? Um, I was just, you know, I was really getting into Dynasty, and um, a buddy of mine approached me and told me he wanted to start a podcast, which was our original podcast. And then about three episodes in, uh, my buddy decided you know this just wasn't the avenue for him and i was like okay well i really enjoy this do you mind if i just take this on as a solo project and kind of keep everything how it is and he was like yeah go for it man um you know it's all yours and so i've just been taking off ever since i just started creating content here in in january at the beginning of the year is when i started so uh it's coming along nicely it's fun and uh it's it's been a good time this community is awesome it really is. It really is. And I mean, we've, we've, uh, you know, we've experienced uh, so much of it. I mean, you know, I also got to hang out a little bit in Canton. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know what, and, and it is a great uh, community to be in. And, you know, once, once the audience builds up as, you know, Dame is on there and the other, other people who hopefully will be joining in, they're probably watching, maybe they're watching the Yankee game or they're celebrating too much after uh, the, you know, maybe they're Padre fans who are celebrating too much after that. So, uh, that Padres. uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still, I'm still licking the wounds on the Dodgers on this side. So I didn't uh, want to rub it in, but that's, that's fine. It's fine. So, uh, you know what? It's well-earned, well-earned. And, you know, as I, uh, one of the things on Saturday night after they, after they won, I, I have probably about four or five, uh, friends who work for the, the Padre organization. And I know they were really happy. So I was sending them some really good, uh, some really good vibes on Saturday night. So, uh, hey, you're, you're wanted, a guy. uh, well, <laughs> I want to see my friends be happy. Uh, I have more friends in the Dodger organization. I wanted to see them be happy, but I'm like, well, you know what, hopefully they're still living off of 2020. So, uh, Dame has a question. I sent two simultaneous offers for Pitts and Andrews giving up Devonte Adams. So ended up canceling the Pitts offer and got Andrews deal done instead. Ooh, I think, I think one for one. 
Devontae for Andrews? I like it actually. I think so, especially I mean with the tight with the scarcity of tight end, and especially yeah. the way it is this year. Uh, you know, we're not going to get you're Jason Hill. Go ahead. I, I just I just feel like you're just so much more likely to to replicate that that wide receiver production from uh Mark or from Devontae Adams than you are to replicate the tight end production from Mark Andrews, at least on a on a consistent basis. I I think you're right. And um I mean they're both they're both primary targets. Uh mm-hmm. but you know that Devontae Adams isn't learning a new off. I mean Devontae Adams is learning a new offense and Mark Andrews isn't. So and mm-hmm. you know Lamar Jackson does love throwing them. So got a second and a four. The uh, next year's draft is going to be so important when it comes to dynasty. Gosh, mm-hmm. I mean, how fired up are you for next year's draft? And, it, I'm and you so know what? Excited. I, could it be, could it, could it be, could it almost have too high expectations? It could. Um, I think these second tier quarterbacks outside of uh, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud, uh, I think they're going to be kind of long shots. I mean, at best, low-level starters in the NFL. Um, Will Levi and Hendon Hooker, who's got – Hendon Hooker's like 25 years old right now. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, are they're looking amazing. B. John, he's the one-on-one for me. Um, and all those, Evans, rece- all those wide receivers. Oh, yeah. JSN, uh, Jordan Addison. Quentin Johnston from from TCU, yeah. There's there's so much talent. I think there's really elite. Like there's a good five six players that are going to come in from this draft class and immediately be round four five or better startup picks. And that's just not really something you saw from this draft class last year. You know, Drake London was probably a fourth round pick, and he was what 102 103 in a lot of drafts so it's 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 a lot more deep and this 24 class coming up is might even be not better but quarterback wise it might be better i think and i think we're finally starting to, as an industry i think we're finally starting to catch up uh you know rookie wide receivers can become a thing mm-hmm. so uh you know it's not just running backs who are who, who are going to become a thing so i i think it's very i mean i wanted to make sure i left uh you know, my, any drafts with, you know, at least one of the rookie wide receivers and some I, lo- I left with three uh, and I'm, we're <laughs> going to talk about one, one of them, but uh, you know, your, your Twitter bio calls you, calls you a, a target share truth or uh, please, please give us the background on that. Um, it's, it's nothing too crazy. You know, I'm just a firm believer that a consistent high level target share, I'm talking 20% plus, is the best indicator of you know sustainable dominant performances um you know you look at somebody like a monroe st brown i saw in a a small sample size last year i wasn't necessarily high that he could repeat due to his draft capital but he's maintaining the target share this year he's maintaining you know his dominant performances um really 25 is 25 percent of the team's targets is where you start to see elite top five level production. You know, that's where you get your, your, your Stefan Diggs, your Justin Jefferson's Cooper Cubs, uh, you know, the list. <laughs> oh yes. But, uh, but uh, yeah. And, and that's just what I look for when basically deciding receivers is I'm looking to see 
who maintains a certain target share um, for a longer period of time. And that's, that's usually my deciding factor. Sometimes it comes back to bite you. You know, you look at Darnell Mooney. Um, I didn't think the volume would be as low as it is. I don't think anybody did. But, uh, you know, if the volume increases, he's going to get more opportunities. And, you know, it's that's that's just where my head is. I just feel like target share is the biggest indicator of opportunities. Opportunities are the biggest indicator of production. And, you know, that's that's what I put my back on. And, and uh, you know what, I'm, I'm big on targets. So I, I usually, I mean, I, I, I kind of went backward a little bit where I, I always went for guys that were around 10, tar- you know, as close to 10 targets as possible or 10 mm-hmm. plus targets and just kind of looking at that and then kind of came back to target share from there. Uh, Cause one of the things that I looked at is, I mean, Darnell Mooney could have 25% darn, dar- uh, you know, target share, but that's, you know, when the when the quarterback is throwing 20 passes, it's a lot different than 25%, <laughs> you know, target share from Tom Brady, who's throwing 40. So that, that, yeah. that was one of the things that I kept, kept looking. I I'm with you on that one. And, you know, we had a very, we, we, I, I thought we had a really spirited debate uh, over Jamar chase uh, uh, yes. at, at SFBLA. <laughs> so that, that was, I, I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. And you, and you know what, I love that you, you made me question whether he was going to make a jump from 128 targets, which is what he had last year. To being in the hundred, you know, ten a ten target a game guy, you know, getting 160, 170, 180, you know, hundred eighty targets. He's got he's got uh, you know ten targets in four of the six games. The other game is nine. Uh, mm-hmm. But you know the, the before last week's breakout game, you know, it, it was it was really looking like a disappointing season for him. Um, could those ten? Do you think those ten plus targets are going to keep up and kind of move him up from? Could could move him up from wide receiver six? Um, I think he can definitely maintain those ten plus targets. Uh, it's he looks good, but this Bengals offensive line is not oh. good, and I think that's kind of the biggest regression that you're seeing is Joe Burrow's not having the time that he had last year. He didn't have a lot of time last year, but it feels like it's just as bad, if not worse this year. Um, You know, T Higgins was out for a little bit as he was a year prior, but he's coming back. He's coming on strong. Uh, It looks like a very consolidated offense between, you know, Chase Higgins and really Boyd, I guess. I don't know. Mixon. Um, Yeah. I think my biggest thing was, Jamar Chase was just being a little bit overdraft, like in redraft and stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I'm kind of being proven wrong. I didn't think he would be able to maintain this type of target share, and you know, here we are. His efficiency's definitely dropped. I know that's one of the things we talked about yeah. as well, uh, where you're going to see an increased volume, but a drop in efficiency to kind of balance out. I think he'll have similar numbers to what he had last year. Um, the yardage is kind of low right now, but I think you know. Given his schedule, I believe only three of the remaining defenses he's playing are in the top 12 uh, passing defenses for the rest of the season. He's got Buffalo, New England, and Tampa Bay. And that's week 15, 16, 17. Everybody else is 12 or lower uh, passing defense. So uh, he's definitely going to have the opportunity. Yeah, that you know that Buffalo game, uh, I really targeted that one a lot. I, I wanted, to, I mean, obviously I have J, you know Josh Allen in our uh, you know our SFB division, mm-hmm. um, but 
uh, just thinking that that game had shootout potential, but uh, I'm starting to uh, rethink that a little bit. The way uh, Buffalo's pass rush is become so dominant, uh, I just I worry that it's uh, that he's going to have enough time. But I, I still, I, I I I still I'm still holding that hope. I, I love what you were saying because yeah, I mean nobody in the AFC North has a dominant secondary. Yeah. That's that's six games right there. So <laughs> yep. Uh, hopefully, hopefully he lights it up. I mean, he's still got, I think he's still got one more Baltimore game to go. So, uh, that, 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 that's always a lot of fun. Uh, you know, and, and, uh, let's talk about that, you know, SFB, uh, you know, SFB 12, uh, yeah. LA live draft. I mean, I, you were kind of <laughs> one of the stars of the day, uh, and, uh, not, not, not intentional. Can you, uh, in, for those who are watching on YouTube that, uh, over your right shoulder, uh, that, that can you can you explain that toilet seat? Mm, ah, so the toilet seat. Uh, yeah, fun story. Um, so the CEO of Trophy Smack issued out a open challenge prior to the to the live draft, basically just stating, you know, if you can beat me in foosball, then I'll donate. I think it was like five hundred dollars to the charity of your choice. And if you lose, you got to put this toilet seat around your head for the entire draft. And you know, I I had. A couple beers in me, so <laughs> I got that liquid courage up, and yeah, it was it was a bad move. Um, I think I got two shots off, not scored two goals. I got two shots off, and I was just obliterated. And he was so good. I've never met somebody so good at foosball before. Oh, Matt, Matt, so, uh, Matt Walsh, uh, the CEO, yeah, I, yeah. I, those who've watched shark tank know, you know, we'll also recognize him. Uh, yeah, great guy, but yeah, just, I uh, just, I, I watched a little bit. I didn't watch I didn't see yours, but I watched him play somebody else. And I was like, man, this guy's different. So <laughs> it's different. Uh, yeah. I uh, want to give a shout out to one of our, one of our frequent guests, uh, Albert, uh, Alberto. Welcome. Welcome. Muchas gracias for joining us. Uh, yeah. And, and it, and it is, his, and it is Matt's take. So, uh, yeah, it, you know, uh, yeah, that one was, uh, that, that was, but you know what, how cool was it to be surrounded by all those great fantasy minds? I mean, and it was with some insane people. Yeah. Um, it was, it was awesome, honestly, uh, just to run through a list. I'm sure you've already ran through actually just a list of people that are in our division. You know, we got, we got Kendall Valenzuela, uh, Sam Holt, John Paulson, uh, Tommy from the Undroppables. Yes. So it was uh, it was just an incredible group of people. Honestly, I, I almost didn't feel like I belonged because <laughs> I was so new and everything. And, you know, everybody did a great job of just making everybody feel involved. And uh, it was it was the time of my life. Honestly, it was the best live draft I've ever been to for sure. Yeah, pretty pretty incredible. I mean, my family or my familia that 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 founded this. I mean, we we have incredible live drafts. They're very long and and very alcohol induced. <laughs> uh, but uh, that one was incredible. You know, it's funny that one. I don't I don't, uh, I don't know if you noticed. I drafted at at a, I was drafting at a different table uh, mm -hmm. because it would, I did it by accident. Like when I walked in, they just said, "Oh yeah, just put your put your bag down wherever." Uh, and I just thought. Okay, fine. So I just put it down at, at a table. And then mm -hmm. uh, I actually got to the table, one of the last people. 
I don't know if I was chatting with somebody or something like that. And then all of a sudden I saw all the, all the seats were taken at the other one. And so I'm at the table, I'm sitting between Bob Harris and Lindsay Rhodes across from Michael Fabiano and Jen Piacenti. And, and so that was, that was, that was pretty awesome. Jen and I would talk baseball for a while and Mike and Michael was, uh, it was really cool. Bob and I were talking uh, different beat writers that we've been interviewing and everything like that. Just, I mean, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Sounds and like you, a blast. But you got me, man. You got me two weeks ago. I did. I did. Um, honestly, huh? kind of the highlight of my career. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I'm so glad I was able to provide that highlight for you. <laughs> no, it was, it was, it was a close game. Um, I think it was what, like 160 to 180. So you were up the entire day and Travis Kelsey, you know, he put up those four touchdowns and uh, he really brought me back from the dead there. <laughs> that was, and you know, the crazy thing was that game, uh, you know, I had Kelsey in another league. I had just traded for him and put him with Mahomes, and that, that one turned a game all the way around in my favor. So I was just kind of like, I, I thought, well, at least I won, I got the median. So, uh, but yeah, 11 and one right now. I, I'm going to, you know, Dame, Dame is also in there. Mr. Scampers, wherever you are out there, the coolest cat. I know you, I, I know you were there too. Uh, I, I tell you, I, Familia, some way, somehow, I mean, Tim got me, uh, but some way, somehow I'm number eight overall out of 3000 people. Hey. Congratulations, man. That is an accomplishment. <laughs> I just want, you know, it's funny. I wanted to frame last week when I was 15 and then uh, my mm -hmm. team blew up for almost 200 points this week when I took, you know, when I played John Paulson, you know, one of, one of the great minds in fantasy out there. And then, uh, gosh, I mean, yeah, you know, just the tough one. Now I just got to navigate through, uh, through, through Josh Allen this week, through Josh Allen being on a bye. <laughs> so that's awesome. That's all. Buys haven't quite hit me yet. Uh, my quarterback, too, is hitting me. It's hitting me pretty hard. I had Carson Wentz and Zach Wilson. Cooper Rush is out now, so I'm I'm trying to figure that position. That's the toughest one for me. But uh, so I, I far, I, had, I haven't I haven't quite been hit by the injury bug or the bye weeks yet. Yeah, I had I had Monroe St. Brown, but just uh, he he not knocked it, get knocked out for two weeks plus his bye and. Mm -hmm. I got I got lucky. I had really good uh, depth and um, da Damian Damian Pierce getting him. I think I got him like the tenth round. It was just uh, <laughs> one, of my, one of my favorite picks. One of my favorite picks. So yeah, Dame was Dame for a time there. I think after like th week three or four was uh, mm -hmm. top fifteen, also top twenty. So just oh wow, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I saw recently. I didn't want to say, but I didn't want to say anything, Dame. But, yeah. <laughs> It was tough, but yeah, but you know, getting back to it, getting, getting to hang out with Scott fish himself was, yeah. uh, was just spectacular. Just one of the great, by, by the way, happy birthday, Scott, happy birthday. I hope you're out celebrating something right now. You well-deserved, well-deserved. Happy birthday, man. You know, when they say never meet your heroes, cause you know, never quite, you can meet your hero if he's Scott fish, like <laughs> just the most awesome, nice, generous human being you will ever meet. Just, I mean, a genuinely good person. I, you know, I got to spend time there, and then also at the expo, uh, it was funny. We, we did karaoke on the last night, and oh, I wasn't uh, there for that one. I seen the uh, videos. Oh, yeah. So you, you, you saw me do Sweet Caroline. So I, at first, I was kind of like, I, I was a little, I had a little nerves, and then Scott, Scott goes, "What song are you singing?" And I, and I said, and I told him Sweet Caroline, and he goes, "Oh, 
<laughs> don't worry. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. <laughs> it just I, I don't even think I had to sing. Everybody just took yep. over. It, it was, God, it, it, I was like, I, <laughs> I, I told Mauricio Gutierrez of uh, Estadio Fantasy, who's a bit, he and I are big U2 fans. I said, if that's one thousandth of what Bono feels like, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'll t that's, that's incredible. That yeah. is incredible. Man. <laughs> Oh man, what a yeah, what a great time. Uh Absolutely. so uh so we we talked a little fantasy report card there for a second. Uh you know, we talked about our misses. Would have been you kind of like your your hits on on preseason predictions. Uh I would have to say the one I'm most proud of so far. Um definitely Damian Pierce. Hmm. Uh I like Damian Pierce a lot in the pre-draft process as soon as he got the drafted to Houston. Um I was like, this is a guy I want everywhere. Rex Burkhead isn't going to stop anybody. Marlon Mack isn't going to stop anybody. And he's going to take over. And I have I predicted he would finish as a mid RB2, just kind of like give you some value and production. But uh, he's outperforming my expectations right now. I love Damian Pierce. And I'm so glad I got him. And I got him from you in Scott Fishbowl. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got him a lot in best ball, so he's uh, he's helping me do pretty well there. But uh, yeah, just uh, a great talent, a great talent. Any other any other particular hits that 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 you want to spew about? So feel free. Um, I'm I kind of predicted Stefan Diggs would be wide receiver one overall. Ooh. So far, that's happening. Um, and uh, Christian Kirk would be fringe wide receiver one, which is kind of you know just the target. I knew the target share would be there. You know, we go back to that again, uh, just pure, purely based off volume. And that, and that one's that, that was a great call. Cause I mean, I think a lot of people kind of pegged him as a slot receiver, a mm -hmm. slot only receiver. And I think he's really shown that he's got a different route tree. The last couple of weeks have been a little, a little, uh, you know, a little slow for him, but uh, I mean, Hey, he'll, as, he'll as, get back to it as, as, as the owner of Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I want to, I want to see him have a, I want to see Christian Kirk have a very good season. Cause I know that means uh, Trevor Lawrence is lifting him up a little bit there. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I like Trevor Lawrence a lot too. Trevor Lawrence kind of, you know, he's, he's beaten out my expectations for him this year. Uh, if he can keep the turnovers to a minimum, I think he could be everything he was advertised to be uh, during the draft process. Please, please, please do that. Uh, yeah, keep those. Yeah, that that the day you got me. Uh, if I would if I would if I would have just started nobody in that spot, I would have had three more points. So <laughs> that uh, was that was when Jacksonville played Philly, right? Yeah, they, he had he, that awful game. I think he had four fumbles and one and one interception. It was just like I, I mean, I was like, oh, I just kept seeing his numbers just dwindling and everything <laughs> like that. It was just horrible. I, can't, I looked over and I was like, and then I saw George Pickens with 16 points on my bench. And I was just like, mm -hmm. damn, <laughs> what might have been? You still would have gotten me, but that, 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 uh, that, that's funny. That's funny. Yeah. If it he, makes you feel better. I started Carson Wentz last week. So I think that got me like one point. Oh, man. Oh, and you I, sh I should have known better. I don't know. It, you know, it, it, it's, you got to figure that he's, he's the guy who's going to be hitting some shots here and there. So. Uh, that, that's I know I I kind of figured that he was gonna he was gonna be okay. Any anybody you're you're keeping an eye on uh, rest of the season? Uh, let me see rest of the season. Uh, Jamison Williams. I want to see how that pecking order kind of plays out over there in Detroit. Um, make no mistake. Prior to the injury, Jamison Williams was the wide receiver one in this draft class, 
and he has talent. He's he just does things that other people can't do. And I kind of want to see how it plays out once he gets the hang of the NFL speed and the NFL game. And uh, I want to see if he'll be able to take over that wide receiver one spot over there in Detroit. Well, even if he's even if he's a good wide receiver too behind them on St. Brown, I mean they're both different kind of receivers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I think they they're I think they could both end up really complimenting one another. I think it's yeah. I love that. I love that call. Yeah, hopefully, I mean it's you definitely want to keep an eye on when he comes back because I think his uh, his his surgery was mid mid January. So mm-hmm. Edwin, Edwin Porras, amigo of the show, is, uh, you know, he always says nine months is the cutoff. Nine months is the minimum. Um, some guys need more. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I know they don't want to rush him. So definitely yeah. don't rush. I, I don't want them to rush him either. Uh, you know, I, I really believe in the guy. I wasn't able to get a lot of shares. I wasn't the only one. <laughs> But um, I'm, I'm trying to scoop them up now in, in places where that that didn't have the that don't, you know, in, in my leagues that don't have uh, IR spots. So mm-hmm. it's just to kind of get, you know, see if I could stash them here and there. So because that offense, I, I love that offense. I got I got plenty Absolutely. of Mon wrestling Brown. But, yeah, I want I want pieces that uh, that offense. Uh, you know, you uh, you got the Rams banner in the background. I know you're wearing the cap. Uh, yes, they're on the bye this week. Uh, beyond Cooper Cup, are we salvageable? You know, I'm a Ram fan too, so I'm with you. Oh, I don't know, man. This O-line looks atrocious. Uh, Note boom just went out. I think torn Achilles, if I'm not mistaken. Um, If they can't get that O-line together, probably not. Cam Akers is probably going to go away. If you need a flex play in a deeper league, or uh, Daryl Henderson won't be too bad. He should see some work. But even then, Kyron Williams might steal some snaps. He's getting ready to come back after the bye week. Um, yeah, no, there's nobody else that I'm comfortable playing, maybe except for Tyler Higby. Yeah, just because of the scarcity, <laughs> the position yeah. scarcity. Yeah, I, I've got I've got Allen Robinson on a couple teams where I've, I've been benching him. And yep. It's just, I mean, I I think I played him only on one team last week because he was. Uh, uh, because it was a very deep team, uh, that, that that deep starting lineup, and he was like one of my last flexes. So, yeah, uh-huh. it's just uh, just a tough one. Just, uh, uh, you know, oof, yes, uh, Dame the break, the Acres stuff, whatever is happening there, breaks my heart because it's such a great story coming back from the coming back from the Achilles. So yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, to be to be what in his second year and have um, to speak out and say you have a disagreement with the coaching philosophy. Uh, the only thing it really, I could guess at, you know, I don't want to pretend like I know anything, but, uh, it, it would just have to be, he wants more touches. Um, that would, that's the only thing I can comprehend from the situation. Uh, you know, touches are so earned. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and that, and that, and that's one thing. And I think, I wonder if maybe, I mean, we all saw the video of him getting, you know, of Matthew Stafford getting blown up in the opening game, yeah. the bills. And I wonder if maybe that kind of stuck with the uh, with the coaching staff a little bit, and and have wanted to see him not just be mid level, but actually make up for it in a lot in a lot of ways. So maybe he's not doing that. So yeah, it it it's tough. It's tough. I mean, it, it's it's also one of those things. It's like yeah, they got the Super Bowl, so at least they got the Super Bowl when they did. And uh, yeah, you know, the the F them picks uh, <laughs> philosophy definitely worked for him. So. Well, my uh, question, I, I have one question for you. And is sure. is it, do you think we kind of overhyped up Cam Akers? Uh, 
um, you know, starting from the beginning when he was drafted, are we, do we just assume he was more talented than he actually is? Cause even, you know, in his limited action we've seen, he hasn't been, he hasn't looked that great, at least not worthy of a, of a second round pick for a, a running back. So are we trying to fit, you know, a square peg in a round hole here? Is that, is that kind of what happened? And we're, we're seeing the outcome of it. I, you know, that's interesting because I, I looked at, I, I remember watching, I mean, I watched those playoff games very intently and mm-hmm. he wasn't getting, he wasn't getting a lot of time, but I mean, the, I mean, a lot of space to run getting hit a lot at the line, but I kept, I kept chalking it up to the fact that it was great offense, a great defensive lines that he was, that he was facing. Um, I mean, two of the best in Tampa and San Francisco, but then Cincinnati got him too. And they were like mm-hmm. bottom half uh against the run during the season so that one that one really gave me i i stayed away from him a lot because i thought the price tag was a little too high on uh as far as adp was concerned but you know the rams really believing in him i you know there was a part of me that maybe was stubbornness a little bit on their part just kind of like to justify the pick um yeah I mean, again, they're not going to have a first-round pick next year. I mean, obviously, first-round picks and running backs don't don't often happen. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking at this one. It's going to be it's it's going to be a, a tough one. It, it it's going to be mm-hmm. a tough one to. Uh, I I don't know what's going to happen, and are they going to go back into the draft board next year and try and get another running back? And um, I would like to see them attack that offensive line person. It's it's the obvious weakness in our offense, and. If we don't get at least two linemen in the draft, then I think, you know, we kind of failed as an organization. We failed Matt Stafford as an organization. I hear you on that one. Yeah, that one's, uh, yeah, that one's, that that one I want, I always want to see them add offensive linemen anyway. So, uh, but yeah, I think, I think at least two, maybe even three. So just kind of keep, keep bringing guys in and, and hopefully some of these guys kind of step up uh, the rest of the way. It's going to be tough. I mean, with a new, uh, yeah. another left tackle, I think that, I think four of the five spots have been, have uh, on the offensive line have had an upheaval. Um, uh, from Mm -hmm. changes from the starting lineup at the beginning of the season, which was only a little more than a month ago. So (laughs) tough, but I want to give you a salute a little bit, Uh, you know, uh, active member of the Navy. Uh, How many years? How many years? Um, Currently in my seventh year. Oh, outstanding. Yeah. It's, it's been a fun ride, honestly, and I wouldn't change it for the world. I've, I've had a blast. It, It, you know, like we've got, we've, we have family, my familia has had so many people who've served, uh, generations who've served, you know, uh, generations ahead of, ahead of me who served, uh, just, uh, just incredible. I, I imagine you've done some travel, uh, quite a bit, <laughs> uh, favorite spots and give me, give me some food. Give me, give me some food. Uh, um, I honestly, I've been to quite a few spots. Uh, Singapore was great. I've been to Rio de Janeiro and that was at everything as that as advertised. Uh, <laughs> I've been to South Korea, uh, the Philippines, Chile, Peru, oh my uh, God. Guam, Hawaii multiple times. Yeah. When all the COVID stuff broke out, I was stuck in Guam for like two months straight, but they put us in a hotel room. So it wasn't too bad. Um, Ah, it's hard to say. There's just so many different types of food. You know, uh, Korea had some great ramen, um, 
great street food, fried fish on a stick, stuff like that. If you, oh. you find a little alley and there's just so much, it's like a movie, you know, there's so many people, there's so much different food vendors and you got to try it all. So I'm going to either go Korea or yeah, I'm going to stick, I'm going to stick with Korea. I'm going to stick oh. with Korea. Awesome. Best best drinks were in Brazil, though. <laughs> oh, I'm not surprised. I'm not <laughs> surprised. Oh, Brazil, Brazil. One of, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure there are stories that uh, cannot be told online. So, or from that one. So, yeah, it's <laughs> salute on that one. Salute on that one. So, oh man. Well, I mean, I know we talked about this uh, being only a little bit of a, a short beginning, but uh, yeah, this is. Uh, let, let's let's jump into. The, the meat and potatoes, the cheese mess section, our, our news section. Right. So we got we got some quarterbacks uh, dealing with some injuries, coming back from some injuries. Dak mm-hmm. is back. Uh, it's been medically cleared to play. It's week seven against the Lions, who have been getting, who have just, who I found, even though they had their bye last week, they are still leading the league in most points given up on the season, 170 points on the season. So, uh, mm-hmm. are you starting him right away if you have him? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm starting them. Um, this Lions defense hasn't been great. You know, obviously that first game of the year, Philly put up all those points. They had plenty of shootouts. And, uh, yeah, if, if Dak Prescott is starting that offense, you know, fire them all up. Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb. Maybe not Dalton Schultz. Maybe not yet. I don't I don't think he's quite healed from that, from that mm. L- PCL. Yeah. And uh, – you know, you're just not seeing him completely involved in that offensive game plan. Um, so everybody outside of Dalton Schultz, I'm firing up. Uh, I hear you on that one. Yeah. And you know what? I'm I'm also kind of reminded of last year, the opener. There was so much talk about how Dak hadn't practiced the whole month and then threw for four, 400 plus yards against the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the reigning, at that time, the reigning Super Bowl champs. So this is a guy who can come in without having you know, extreme amount of reps and still, still be spectacular. Uh, next one, uh, Russell Wilson uh, beyond the shoulder, which was familiar for, for, uh, El Senor, uh, you know, <laughs> for to Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson also dealing with a hamstring plans to play on Saturday on Sunday. I, I, I still, I, I mean, do you have them anywhere where you're still starting them? Unfortunately. And, uh, yeah, our, our podcast orphans league where uh, ah. I created a league where we didn't draft any players. We simulated an entire draft and then we simulated who got what team I got stuck with Russell Wilson. So <laughs> um, three months ago, that looked great. Yeah, it looked awesome, but now it's depressing. <laughs> That's really rough. I, I, um, I guess it depends on who else you have. Uh, in super flex leagues, I doubt you have a third QB that you feel more confident in than Russell Wilson. And one QB leagues, uh, I mean, I'm looking at Geno Smith if he might be available. Probably not. Jameis Winston if he plays, I'll fire him up. But uh, it's the QB that that mid low end QB two range is. It's not looking good. No. So I'm probably starting Russ if yeah. if I don't have a better choice. 
I want to give a shout out to my uh, primo, a friend, uh, uh, coming in from uh, Arlington, Texas. Primo, como esta? Salud, primo. Salud, primo. Mucho amor, mucho amor. Love, love, love. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's the only he's the only Raider fan in 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 Big D. So uh, I'm sorry yeah. to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, primo, nah, I, I love my Raider friends. Uh, I, Primo, I hope you get out to Allegiant Stadium this year because it's just—I mean, beyond being in Vegas, it's just—it's just a blast. So, salute, salute. Uh, last quarterback. To, well, I mean, it's here we are on Wednesday night, uh, October nineteenth, and we don't know who the starting quarterback is tomorrow for the Saints. I mean, it, it could be Jameis coming back from back and ankle. It could be Andy Dalton with a back. Uh, I've even, I, I was on Discord earlier today for fantasy points, and somebody was asking me, "It's like, could it be Taysom Hill?" I'm like. Uh, you know what? <laughs> no, but man, how, how tough is this one? Uh, it's really tough. It looks like it's going to come down to like a game time decision. Um, Andy Dalton has no in- injury designation. James Winston has the back issues. You're just going to have to play it close and monitor. I'm playing Jameis if he plays, and I'm definitely not touching Andy Dalton if he's starting. Oh man, it, it, it's uh, oh when the Cowboys play the Raiders in Las Vegas. All right, Primo, that's uh, that, 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 that should be a good one. That'll be a great time. Yeah. That'll be a great time. Uh, we get we've also got some Familia who are Dallas fans out there, so I uh, gotta love that one. And and the last one, uh, it's actually two players. I'm gonna combine them uh, who are coming back from injury. Keenan Allen coming back from the hamstring that he suffered uh, opening game, and he had a setback. And Amon Ross St. Mm-hmm. Brown coming back from his ankle. Uh, what's your what's your confidence factor in the two of them coming back? Um, I would like to say Keenan Allen will play. You know, this is – I think he just missed his third straight game. And uh, if he's not ready, then, you know, you, you have to start looking at making trades and other options. Uh, it's, it's kind of to that point where you're banking on this guy to be a wide receiver one, at least a fringe wide receiver one for your team. And it, you know, it's, it's the best ability is availability. So yep. <laughs> I think he'll play, but it remains to be seen. Uh, Monroe, I'm firing up a Monroe. I wouldn't worry about it too hard. I, I'm, I'm sure he'll play. I, I think so. I always worry a little bit about players coming back from ankles because it always seems mm-hmm. like they they could be they they could be uh, kind of limiting a little bit. Uh, I, I still remember Saquon Barkley last year looking really slow, and now we're seeing the real Saquon. So, uh, yeah. but you know, it, uh, apparently, according to Doctor Porras, wide receivers seem to kind of come through this a little bit a, a little bit looking a little bit better than than running backs. So, uh, yeah. I'll, be, I'll be firing him up in uh, SFB. That, so. that and he had the, he just came off the bye week. You know, he had that extra week of rest. So, uh, if he can't do it, I'll be disappointed. But my confidence is high in Amonra. Oh man. Well, confidence is, is taking a shot this week because uh, we're getting into the adentro afuera section of the show and confidence is a little bit hard, you know, a, a little bit shaken because we're dealing with no bills. Allen and Diggs, you talked about him, the, the wide receiver one, no Eagles, Jalen hurts, AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, Miles Sanders, Rams, Cooper Cub, and Vikings, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin cook. Uh, you know, so, but you know what? We it, it's almost like 
it's hard to say who's in, who's out, um, hard to take anybody out who's, who's, uh, but when we're looking at this, uh, I'm going to start, I'm going to go like one player for each position group and I'm going to start off with Aaron Rodgers. So, uh, he, I got him adentro. It's the Washington, uh, Washington defense. It's, uh, he has zero top 10 finishes and no, nor 300 yard games this season, but, mm-hmm. Washington's number 24 against the quarterback this year in fantasy points per game. So, oof, I mean, I, I, even though the pace of play is tough to tough to swallow, I, 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 I'm firing him up where I have him. Uh, I like it. I think, you know, these wide receivers are coming on strong for, for Aaron Rodgers. You know, Romeo Dubs and Alan Lazard is a solid safety blanket. Um, Washington is sitting at 15th in passing yards per game. And – you know, if if you got Aaron Rodgers, you drafted him to play him, and feel I would feel good about him being in the lineup against this Washington team that has really struggled on offense. Um, and they're gonna have Taylor Heineke, in, so yeah, th- that one's oh that one that one's tough. Uh, I, I you know what I, I've I've been recommending Romeo Dobbs this week because I think uh, for DFS I th- he's on the cheaper side. And uh, with a couple of down weeks, I think he's ready to. It's ready, to, even though it's a road game. I think it's going to be, it's going to be good. And and plus, Green Bay fans travel well, so I, I have a feeling that's going to be a pretty loud stadium for the for Packer Nation in in, in the house. Uh, uh, you know, and you, and you kind of touched on these next guys, Ezekiel on the running back side, Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. You talked about firing them up. How much does? I mean, let's talk about it. Dak Prescott is gonna is gonna lift them up, but man, this Detroit defense, number thirty one against running backs in fantasy points per game. Um, yeah, Detroit is not looking good. They're giving up the most rushing yards to running backs this year, uh, one sixty seven per game. Tony Pollard's looked really good lately. Zeke hasn't looked great. But if there's ever a time for him to get back on track, it's you know the worst rushing defense in the NFL. <laughs> unreal, unreal. And you know what you had, and and this Detroit defense. I mean, obviously you think that the, that teams are going to make some adjustments during the bye weeks, but mm-hmm. I mean they they got to adjust really really hard because uh, Ramondre Stevenson went went for 161 yards against this defense, and the week before Rashad Penny, those were the last two. It went for 151. And they did that again, you know, right before the buy. So, uh, but yeah, you're right. You're talking about like Zeke. Zeke is still out snapping and running more routes than than Tony Pollard. But yeah, I, I'm definitely I'm definitely firing them up. And uh, another couple of guys that I'm looking at: Josh Jacobs and Damian Pierce in that in that duel that's going to be happening in Las Vegas. Uh, that one's going to be tough. Uh, the next one we already kind of. <laughs> the next, we already kind of touched touched on this one. Jamar Chase, uh, as I mentioned, 10, 10 plus targets in in the in the in those games. I uh, you know we've already talked so much about him, but to me, this one, the matchup uh, where Atlanta's coming off of giving up eighty three yards receiving to uh, Brandon Ayuk and and seventy nine mm-hmm. yards to Debo. AJ Terrell had a pretty low. Uh, PFF uh, coverage grade at 33, uh, and he's likely going to be the guy covering Chase. Uh, could we see another mo- monster game coming for Chase? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, Atlanta is giving up almost 300 passing yards per game, and it, they are 31st ranked 
31st ranked pass defense in the NFL right now. Um, and they haven't looked that great. You know, they kind of shut down Debo last week, but I don't expect that to happen again. That 49ers offense works way different than the Cincinnati offense does. Um, big plays, uh, T Higgins for possession. That's what I'm looking at. But uh, Jamar Chase, um, yeah, I'm looking for a big game, at least 120 yards. And thankfully, 120 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, I'm lo- I'm looking for I'm looking for something like that. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. probably like uh, seven to ten receptions. It's gonna be it's gonna be another big game. I think he's gonna start kind of climbing the leaderboard when it comes to the because he's he's the one that can have those explosive games. Weather's not gonna be an issue. T- Temperature's gonna be in the low 70s. No wind is in, in the in the forecast so uh yeah it's gonna fire them up and fire them up uh the next one oh let me see oh we got a question uh let's see in the sfb rob who would you play robbie anderson mm. chase claypool or dj moore or either evan ingram or kate on in contention here uh off the top of my head i would have to go dj moore um uh, Claypool, they're going up against Miami. Uh, I don't. I'm not sure if Xavier Howard's playing or not. That's the but, question. Yeah, <laughs> you know they got some pretty decent corners over there in Miami. Robbie Anderson going to a brand new system. I think they're going to force feed the ball uh, to DeAndre Hopkins, who's coming off that suspension. Obviously, a great talent. I think it's going to be the DeAndre Hopkins show for them. Um, yeah, I can't and, imagine. I can't imagine Robbie Anderson uh, on a short week, too. You know, because remember they're yeah. playing on Thursday. I, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think you're you're starting Robbie. You know, Claypool. He he's gotten the targets the last couple of games. So mm-hmm. uh, that that to me it makes him intriguing. Uh, there have been some trade rumors about him. So maybe the, who knows? Maybe they might feed him and sh- to showcase him and get a better pick. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if Ingram or Otten over over uh claypool or dj yeah. dj Moore. i mean it's the it's yeah the talent. <laughs> oh the talent is there i truly believe that um tampa bay obviously has a great pass defense carolina's playing tampa bay this week but i'm just gonna take the talent on this one i think dj Moore is clearly the most talented player regardless of the situation you know sometimes you just gotta let the talent play out yeah, I'm flipping a coin between him and DJ Moore and Chase Claypool. Just uh, the target share. I think one of the, I think what maybe may have helped Claypool a little bit is that Pat Fryermuth missed part of Week Five and all of Week Six, and maybe he got some of those targets. He got a couple of big ones on third down last week. So, um, so we'll you know that's something. Uh, I, I think I think that's going to be. An, uh, I, uh, so you got you got Dame. You got. Uh, conflicting opinions a little bit there but you know that's uh, that's always a good thing so uh uh definitely look at where the targets are going uh last last one who we got adentro uh i you know what a death taxes and start your tight ends against the seattle seahawks i mean it it, <laughs> it, it, it is uh, i'm telling you uh gerald everett going up against going to you know home game against seattle i mean God love him. Justin Herbert is looking great. Uh, but man, I mean, it, that, that team is number 32 against the tight end, giving up 23 points, fantasy points. And that was inflated by the monster yeah. game with uh, Taysom Hill with the four touchdowns. But still some big games have happened against against Seattle. Mm-hmm. Hawkinson. I, I, 
I wasn't even aware that Seattle was so bad against tight end. My uh, co-host actually brought it up last week. And so, yeah, I'm also on the start your tight ends versus, you know, Seattle train. Uh, I guess the biggest question for for this is, are we concerned that Donald Parham is going to be stealing snaps or targets away from Gerald Everett? Well, I think he's, I think he's in, uh, I think he, I, th- I think he's trending toward not playing. Oh, I was not yeah. aware. <laughs> yeah. He got, he got hurt and he got hurt on Monday night football. I think it might, I think it might be in the concussion protocol. I think that's, uh, that's what it was. Uh, you're right. You're correct. Oh, okay. So yeah. So that, that was, that was the reason why I was looking, looking at this one a lot where I really like that one. Oh yeah. I love it. Yeah. No, uh, so no, now we're, no Parham fire remote. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and with, you know, especially if Keenan Allen is possibly not going to, uh, not going to be a hundred percent. Uh, and Joshua Palmer, I believe is also going to be, uh, is also in the concussion protocol. So, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it may be Mike Williams, Austin Eckler and Gerald Everett getting the targets. So I remember, I mean, you remember that one game where Deandre Carter came out of nowhere. And, uh, I, I was at that game. You were? <laughs> Yeah, I was, that was the opening. I was, I was pissed. I was like, "Who is this guy, and why is he yes. stealing Josh Palmer's targets?" <laughs> yes, I had Josh Palmer in DFS that day. I was like, "Why? Am I, why is this guy doing this? Why is this guy <laughs> taking my money from me?" Oh, oh, painful, painful. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're gonna, now we're going to go to the afuera section. <clears throat> so, uh, and the first one, I'm I, I I'm curious what what your reaction would be, Jared Goff. Going to uh, Dallas, going to Dallas, and I don't know if I would have had this up there had he not laid the big donut against uh, uh, against the the Patriots. But mm-hmm. that was a tough that was a tough one to swallow right there. Watching that one, and now yeah, I'm, I'm now having to deal with that pass rush from the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this Cowboys defense is very good. Uh, make no mistake about what Philly was able to put up on them. Uh, the Cowboys defense is still good regardless. So I'm not against sitting Jared Goff. I'm not against that at all. Um, does it affect how you feel about anybody else on the team? Well, I'm still, I'm still starting Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, but it, uh, it may, you know, I'm still starting St. Brown. I'm still starting, uh, uh, um, what's his name? Uh, DeAndre DeAndre Swift, if he's starting, um, okay. and begrudgingly, I'd I'd do Hawkinson, but I would I would be worried about that one. I just I, I just don't know if the, I don't I don't know if he's gonna. I think he's gonna lock in on St. Brown, and St. Brown may get some decent numbers, uh, but it's gonna be t- it's it's not gonna be easy. Uh, I mean, the thing that St. Brown it, it helps him is that he's gonna be in the slot, and I don't think Trayvon Diggs travels in the slot, so. It, it might be a, it might it might help him a little bit, but gosh, man, I mean, I know that I know Detroit has a, has a you know a top tier offensive line, but this uh, Micah Parsons and the and the gang at home, I think it's gonna yep. be a tough one. I think it's gonna be a tough one. So, ooh, man. Uh, next one, uh, he is on on the running back side. Uh, Clyde edwards alaire and this one was tough. I had a hard time finding a running back that I that uh, that I would have a hard time starting because there were so many one so many because of injuries and because of bye weeks. Mm-hmm. 
it was kind of like I, I would look and it's like, oh, you have to start him. You have to start him because there's really nobody else. But Clyde Edwards Alaire, this one, oh, I don't, I don't, I'm I'm really starting to lose faith in him. I, I kind of like them as a little bit of a like an RB2 uh flex option. It's mm-hmm. I'm starting to lose faith a little bit, my man. As you should. Uh the volume is just not there for him to sustain his production. He was uber efficient the first couple games, crazy efficiency. And uh, I think he had a touchdown in every one of those games. But San Francisco is second in run defense this year. They're only giving up 87 yards. And none of these running backs are particularly talented, I want to say. Just it's, it's not a good play. I'm not starting any of these Kansas City running backs. And I think it's just going to be a pass-heavy game. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think it, I think if 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 Kansas City can protect Patrick Mahomes, they could they, they it could be a big game. Uh, even though it is in San Francisco, but yeah, for Ceh, the target the targets have been down too. He's got, in his last three games, he's got six targets. One game was he had zero. So uh, yeah, yeah it, it, it's I'm not I'm not looking at that one. So uh, the next one. And and it's partly the quarterback, but also uh, Chris Olave, who I love, and is one of my one of my recommendations preseason. But uh, I think coming off the injury, short week, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and he's and the the Cardinals have been surprisingly good against outside receivers. Um, Byron Murphy has been just fantastic out there. Yeah. And uh, that, that to me is going to, and with so much attention uh, that that's going to be that because of the fact that there's really nobody else in the, in the, in the receiving game for, for the saints. Uh, and I think they're going to be, I, I think they're going to really just sell out to stop Olave. I mean, Devonte Adams had two catches for 12 yards against them. Cooper cup had his, had his only slow game, four catches for 44 yards. This defense is, is different. I'm not expecting uh, that good i did not either honestly but uh yeah fully full agree with you on that one coming off the injury short week um all major red flags so um you know and concussions are scary it's i think it's going to be heavy kamara So do you feel more comfortable starting, you know, a Marquez Callaway or a Traquan Smith or any, are you completely avoiding these wide receivers altogether? Um, you know, what's, what's a realistic expectation for Chris Olave? Uh, the only, the only, the only way I, I, I'm actually sitting him on one of my leagues, um, because it's kind of like, a, uh, it's close. I think, I think I had him and Pickens. In a, in a league so i think for last flex i'm starting uh pickens instead of olave uh i just i i think it's a tough one um if Jameis winston starts i think i'd be more likely to start him but i think he i think other than that the only one the only one i want to fire up is kamara i'm not yeah uh, i i don't he's the only one i'm firing up with any kind of confidence just because the, i mean the rushing has been there the receiving has been there i think he's uh he he's he's been so good He's been so good. So yeah, Olave. I hate to put him my fuera because he's one of my favorite favorite calls of the of the preseason, but it's it, it's a tough one. Uh, last call. one. 
Oh, thank you. Muchas gracias. I, 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 I didn't see it coming, honestly. I, I knew Chris Olave was a good player, but he's not particularly um, great at anything. He does a lot of things really well. But, yeah, I, I didn't see him out-targeting Michael Thomas or anything like that, which he's been hurt, so it still kind of remains to be seen. But he's been he's been balling. <laughs> Well, preseason, uh, I, I interviewed a uh, Saints writer, uh, John Hendricks uh, from Sports mm -hmm. Illustrated, and he could not stop raving about Olave. And he mm. just was telling me, he, this guy, th this guy's really, really good. He's already up to speed. So uh, he it was just, he was feeling really good about Olave. So, I'm, uh, so that just, that was a mental note on my part. And then I just looked at the fact that, you know, Jameis Winston, he's a gunner. He wants to go, he wants to go deep downfield. And Olave was the only guy who's going to be the, the downfield threat. I mean, Thomas wasn't a downfield threat. Landry wasn't a downfield threat. So uh, that's the one I was looking at. Uh, last player that in the Afuera section, Robert Tanyan, which also pains me because I like him. But man, how are the Washington commanders so good against the tight end and so bad against the wide receivers? <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, I'm. I don't really understand it either. Um, the Washington front four is good, but as far as covering down on these tight ends, they just—I don't know how they get it done. I do like Ta I do like Tanya in rest of season. His uh, his route share is jumping. His targets are, uh, obviously are jumping, and I, and I wonder if maybe because some of the receivers, the young receivers, are having trouble adapting to Aaron Rodgers, that it might be that Tanya may be that guy that you know he's in that trust tree that we keep talking about with. Uh, uh, with Aaron Rodgers, and uh, so I like him rest of the season. I'm just uh, I have a couple places where I have to start him because of bye weeks. But yeah, I mean this is uh, and and Washington they're not doing it against like you know schmoes. They're they you know they they put a they put a big donut on Dalton Schultz. They Dallas Goddard held him to 26 yards. Uh, T.J. Hawkinson held him to 26 yards. So they're they're definitely doing it. So oh man, yeah. Um, I, I, I just agree with you this whole show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I love Robert Tanya rest of the season. Obviously he has the trust with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he had that one season where he caught a ridiculous amount of touchdowns. Um, yeah, I think he could, has a real shot at finishing, you know, as a tight end, you know, seven to eight kind of range. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Definitely agree. We're, we're definitely a mutual, mutual agreement society. So on this one, so, uh, mi amigo, this is awesome. Un gran placer, as I would say in Spanish. Um, I, I, I one last one that I, you know, you're down, you're down SoCal, San Diego way, uh, pretty little place in Southern California, down San Diego way quote, uh, one of my heroes, Bruce Springsteen. Uh, <laughs> if you favorite, favorite fish tacos, Favorite fish tacos, uh, mariscos, the truck. You got to go to the truck. They have a restaurant and they have the trucks. Trucks, tacos are about 125, 150. Super authentic. It's the way to go. Oh, yes. <laughs> and the name mariscos is just, it's so fun. Oh, we had a couple quick questions at the end. Yes. Uh, what do you think of the Rams training for Gesicki? Uh, just they might, so they, many other holes to fill for me. Um I mean, if they do like a one for one for Cam Akers or something, I'm I still don't like it. 
I, I just, I, if if they were trading for anything, I just want to see them trading for offensive linemen. You know, even mm-hmm. even if it's young guys who could be like developmental pieces. Yes, I want to I want to see them do that. Um, I, I, yeah, that, that that's a tough one. And Mr. Scampers, coolest cat ever. And uh, yeah, he's he he chimed in on our Byron Mur- you know, uh, Byron Murphy. Yes, he is. A yes, problem. he is. So, uh, the crazy yeah. thing in the crazy thing is, I feel like if we had a decent office in blind, we would still have like a real shot to make it to like the NFC Championship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this, the team, the offense isn't broken. The offensive line is broken. Matt Stafford doesn't have enough time to run through all his reads. He goes to a safety blanket, Cooper Cup, and it's just not quite there with the offensive line. If we can fix it, it's there's it, a real shot of repeating back to the Super Bowl. And, and on top of that, yes, I, I agree with that. And also, I mean, and the defense has been great. The defense yeah. has been, has been solid. So I just want to, I, I just want to see them, uh, yeah, fix the, you know, hopefully over the, over the break, fix the line and, uh, get going from there. Uh, um, yeah, amigo, <laughs> let, let's close up shop. Uh, yes. please pump anything you want. Uh, real quick, a uh, shout out to my co-host AJ. You can follow me. On Twitter at ff underscore rees, uh, r e e z. You can follow our podcast at frontline underscore ff. Um, I do some writing over for the ff league winners. Uh, you can follow them on Twitter at, at ff league winners. Uh, I post a few articles for, for them every now and then whenever I get the opportunity to time to write. But uh, thank you so much. That's about all I got. I appreciate you inviting me on. It's been some time in the making. And we finally got the the schedules to match up. Oh, awesome! I, I had such a great time. You know, great time hanging out at SFB, hanging out in Canton, and the, and this, mi amigo. We're, we're a lot a lot more a lot more fun to be had on Scott Fishbowl. So let let's see if yes, I could sir. stay. Let, let's see if I could stay up in the top eight. So look, I have I, no I, doubt you will. <laughs> so we'll see. Hopefully, hopefully, if Trevor Lawrence and uh, either Mitch Trubisky or Tyler Heineke uh, ball out for me as the second QB, then I'm, I'll know it's a it's a charmed week, a charmed year for me. So, uh, familia, <laughs> uh, well, you know, uh, you know where to find me at Jorge Martin seventeen. So uh, you go, yeah, I push out all the t- all the t- uh, content air on Twitter. Please make sure you're going to fantasypoints.com. Get that promo code twenty two familia ten. Get you ten percent off the already reduced twenty five percent price tag. So get some of the great, great content that you're going to find there. And uh, yeah, everything is out there. Uh, I'm going to be posting an article on that three afuera, a couple of them. And uh, if I can find some time at DFS Fiesta. So uh, everybody, muchas gracias to our invitado Tim. Muchas gracias, and to you, to our audience, otra vez muchas gracias. And remember, todos somos familia. Salud.